Hey y'all. Long time no see. It's us. I think months, y'all. It's been oh. Well, y'all know it's us. We're back. Back again with another special episode on our anniversary of the Hot Take Academy podcast. And today, as y'all could already probably tell, we're pop culture girls. And we wanted to do a ranking of our top five pop culture moments that are ingrained into our brains. So, Whitney, why don't you start us off? Um, hmm. I have my first one mm-hmm. is everything Timbaland did. <laughs> Period. That's it. That's everything Timbaland did. <laughs> Y'all know, y'all were in elementary school with your bootcut jeans on and your mm-hmm. sneakers, probably sketches, wear promiscuous drops and having a blast. You didn't know what the hell they were talking about. We did not know what they were talking about, but were we dancing like white women in the auditorium? Yes, we were. <laughs> Immediately. Immediately would that be drops. Everything he did, sexy back, you know what you would do with. Like every white artist who wanted some black dollars who went to him were mm. served bangers. And mm. they owed Timberland their lives, in my opinion. <laughs> they owe him everything. Every single thing. Give him your whole home. And then when him and Missy would come together, oh. Mm. Mm-hmm. It felt like being born again every single Literally. time. Oh, what a time. What a time. Give Timberland his flowers every day. So my first pop culture moment was when Tyra Banks stood on national television and told the world to kiss her fat ass. <laughs> and the reason why this like is ingrained in my head was you have a professional supermodel who was who of course the paparazzi they take bad pictures of celebrities all the time. That's nothing new. And but it's the fact that it took that one photo of her on the beach in the bikini where you could slightly see a roll on her stomach, barely, it's because she's bent over, um, triggered her to go on TV in another bikini and yell about her um, what, about her size and her calling herself fat because that's what, at the time, I guess her size was considered plus size in the modeling industry, which mm-hmm. when you think about it, it's like, whoa. But yeah, not, Tyra Banks... <laughs> Her supermodel ass telling the world to kiss her fat ass has just stuck with me throughout my 23 years of living. (laughs) And I just think it was just a moment in time when we can go back and be like, hmm, maybe we should have probably had the right conversations about like body image and body positivity around them. But the world wasn't up to that point yet. But yeah, that that is pretty iconic in my opinion. Yeah, I thought it was an appropriate kind of response at the time because it's just like, if y'all are going to sit there and call her fat in the media for being like a, a size six. Yeah, what the hell are y'all saying I about- guess she's like, well, <laughs> you know, if that's yeah. how y'all feel, y'all could kiss it. I get it. That whole, her, yeah. we, could, we could go in about Tyra Banks having her own show and all that, but like that moment itself, pretty legendary in my opinion. It was. Now your next one? Lady Gaga, Paparazzi, 2009 VMAs. Ooh, let's get into it. I mean, 
I don't think the VMAs has ever been graced with a more dramatic the vocals just the performance of it all it was like Cirque du Soleil meets Broadway mm-hmm. on the freaking like meets a Dracula freaking movie on the mm-hmm. st- like oh, nobody else nobody else who was seeing Lady Gaga in the fame era nobody she can't even see herself in the fame era these days she really can't and it's sad because sometimes I'm like I wish she would go back to that but mm-hmm. you know things change but you had to be there as a kid watching the VMA you had to you had to and I remember my mom was watching it with me and she was like oh what is this cover my eyes and change the channel when she when she was hanging from the ceiling Y'all, if you haven't seen this performance, even now, if you go, if you've watched it before and you go back and watch it on YouTube, you still feel the 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 goosebumps. Because it was but just a it story. Truly was like a you had to be there moment. Yeah, like you can even hear the audible gasp of the crowd mm. watching that performance in live time. Like P Diddy was gagging, like everybody was gagging. It was just. <laughs> A moment like you could just you all you could do was sit there and watch you could not move your eyes you couldn't from what was going on before you what a debut into the pop culture scene like she really did that she really did her and her team they did that nope it. go fight Mm-mm. your mom if you disagree period period so my next moment is when Azealia Banks called Charlemagne the Jigaboo champagne goddess. Now listen. <laughs> my relationship with Azealia is very complicated. I want to say I've been... When I was in middle school, she came out, I think. And I was like a very, very big fan. And sometimes to this day, I go back and I'm listening to her music. And I just remember the feeling and the time of her... her like appearing in the scene. And then when she started speaking, of course, I still have a very complicated relationship with Azalea, and I'll just say, I'll just leave it at that. But when she, when her and Charlemagne were beefing, it was the funniest moment in time for me because she was so quick witted with calling him a jigaboo, calling him the champagne goddess. Like, who thinks of these things? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Except she, her. Except her. She's so quick with it. And that's something that to this day I'm still trying to figure out how she could be so quick with it. But yeah, when she called him that and he sat on Vlad TV and Vlad was telling him what Azilia was calling him and Charlemagne just had to sit there and be like, yep, yep. Very iconic because there's so many layers to that and her not being afraid to like call him out of his name even though like I guess Charlemagne is seen as a big thing in the industry. I don't know why. Very corny. I, I can go off about Charlemagne, but like that moment in time, I, I was a full stand even after, like it made me invigorated as a stand when I heard that. <laughs> so yeah, that's my second pop culture moment. Iconic. Mm-hmm. My third, Netflix. Just, just Netflix? Just Netflix. <laughs> I mean, Netflix single-handedly told all of these Comcast, Verizon, I want to charge you $90, $80 a month for a basic ass package of cable. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. are tired. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> if you don't know that reference, you need to know it. But, I mean, 
they came out the gate hot. They were like, listen, I remember I got Netflix and it was still eight ninety nine a month. Oh, remember those days? Remember those when days. Netflix would send you your DVDs? Yes. My dad would And I was jealous because it wasn't available to my country. And I was like, Oh, hey. wow. Really? Yeah. My dad would yeah. have a stack of them and he'll stress out when it's time to send it back. <laughs> but we had Blockbuster. So it was like, I guess the same concept. Rest in peace, Minus is sending you. Yeah. And Blockbuster is so stupid because I think, was it Netflix who offered to buy them? I don't remember. And they all were of like, nah. Yeah. It was a whole thing. But clown, you should have let Netflix buy or whoever wants to buy you at the time. I think it was Netflix. Mm, wow. <laughs> but Netflix single handedly, like, reimagined TV. They changed all of this shit. Very true. I agree. I was surprised now... us with stuff, you know, like, at the beginning. Yeah. And but still I to this day, now... sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. But I was just thinking how, like, even though they did that, when you look at streaming services now, it's hella saturated to the point where it's like you're ultimately, with all these streaming services now, you're paying the equivalent of what you would pay for a cable bill at times. But mm-hmm. I will say, when then you, when Netflix stepped on the scene, it was very like, whoa, what is this? Yeah, but it's and not it, Netflix's fault. The girlies yeah. want the money. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hated, like, Netflix weren't just taking y'all shit and not paying y'all. Y'all, they had to pay you for the rights just to stream your shows. But you just wanted that. You wanted that money. You wanted that piece of the pie. So you decided to pull your shit and make your own streaming platform. That Girl, nobody nobody is going to pay for it. No, no. When it was just Netflix, piracy actually went down. Yeah. But now all of y'all motherfuckers want to pop up with y'all streaming services over here, over there. Like, the reason why Netflix made piracy... Like, we're going to make it available in every country. Yeah. But y'all want to have y'all... Oh, you outside of the U.S.? Too bad. What the fuck you think people are going to do? <laughs> Pirate shit. Pulling up on Blackbeard shit, girl? Mm. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Netflix, iconic. Gotta give it to her. My next one is Nick Minaj versus Miley Cyrus. Now, <laughs> another VMA classic moment, but there was so much leading up to it that layers. It's, it's so many layers. First off, Miley Cyrus thought she was a nigger <laughs> and she was hosting the VMAs. And up until that point, she was just talking about hip hop and thinking that her white woman opinion really mattered about hip hop. And of course, she name dropped Nick Minaj. I don't remember the specifics, but people were looking at her like, "Why is this white woman talking about a, a black rapper like that?" Like, no. So then the VMAs come. Miley's in her dreads, and I'm not, I'm I'm sidebar. I'm side eyeing all of y'all who's still giving Miley Cyrus your coins after all of that. But I digress. Mm. Um, in her dreads, Nick Minaj wins an award, of course. And Nicki Minaj says the iconic line, Miley, was good. And when I tell you, sitting there as a New Yorker, watching that happen on live television, I got my black ass life. Because I think this is like one moment that reflects so many other black women's experiences in so many spaces of white women. How you just want to call them out. And sometimes you just want to like put them in their place. Well, not sometimes, all the time. 
And Miley deserved that. And she was gagging, face crack. And <laughs> we all had to sit there and watch her stumble over her words, trying to figure <laughs> out, like, oh, 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 like, girl, keep the same energy. And Nick Minaj gave it to her, as she deserved, because Miley Cyrus was a menace on society during that time and needed to be put in her place. So there's that. <laughs> as y'all will see, a lot of VMA moments are going to be in my pop culture moment and yeah. pop culture list because me and MCV, we were like glued to the hip when I was growing up. So, so what's your next one? My next one. <clears throat> what my let's go. Okay, here. <laughs> we we sidebox blockbuster was supposed to buy Netflix. Wow. But the blockbuster people laughed at the Netflix CEOs. Like y'all idea is stupid. They cry right you, now. <laughs> when they you crying. do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. Mm. Number four. Of course, sometimes shit go down when it's a billion dollars on the elevator. <laughs> the faded night in the elevator that prior to Lem- I think it was like two years before Lemonade, everybody was like, Why did Solange beat Jay-Z's ass in the elevator? We found out in 2016. But at the time, it was just a TMZ video with feet flying. Beyonce mm. walking out like, don't stop, no, won't be none. Jay-Z looking like he got his hair pulled in every direction. Solange like, mm-hmm. Mm, and none God. of them ever spoke about it. Nope. <laughs> that was the best part. It's like, they never spoke about it. Like, to this day, they will never go into specifics about that. To this day. Wow. Like that level of iconicness. No crime. But it was still talked about on every news cycle for months. Months. And then you got Beyonce here making lyrics about it. <laughs> and then the only time she talks about it is in that one line on the flawless remix. And that's it. That's all you get. You know, some people think that was stage or like that was just a ploy (laughs) or something like that. But I'm thinking, a stage for what? That's what I'm saying. Like, (laughs) she dropped the and she dropped the album in 2015. Yeah. Oh, for like it was the subtitle that she dropped, and then she dropped Lemonade. So it was like she didn't even talk about his infidelity or whatever that much. I mean, she I think she alluded to some things, but she wasn't as explicit as she was on Lemonade. Exactly. Uh, Jay-Z looks shook after that. I love it. (laughs) Listen, if your sister don't beat your cheating ass husband up in the elevator, she's not your sister. Period. Or or maybe she's also just like washed her hands of you for dealing with this nigga, but there's that too. (laughs) Well, if she had told you before, yeah, that's on you. That's on you, fam. That's, That's on, on you. you. So my next one is when VH1 during late two thousands, early two thousands. I forget the timeline because time is fake. Um, 
when VH1 had their exquisite reality TV shows like I Love New York, Flavor of Love, I Love Money, those shows I should not have been watching as a kid. No. But when you're a child of immigrant parents who are working and they don't come and check every single thing that you do, you kind of get away with it. (laughs) And I was giving my life to Flavor of Love and his gremlin ass. Um getting kissed on by beautiful women and then New York getting her own spin-off show with men who were questionable at times and then just watching people who were a part of all these other shows be put into one show with I Love Money was just I I was getting my life as a kid and VH1 even though VH1 owes black people a lot of money for what they've done to bring up their their network and their reality shows, they were really giving it to us, especially with like Charm School when Monique was on. It was just so entertaining. Reality TV has not been the same since. And I'm not saying it should go back to that because I don't think a lot of what was being said on those shows back then would get a lot of people in trouble now. But Mm -hmm. it's just, it's always fun to revisit those moments with VH1 and watch the shitty television that was just so entertaining. So thank you, VH1, for that. But give Black people their their money, please. Yeah. I didn't put any reality, but I think were mentioned would be like, you remember those ones on MTV, like, Next? Yes. And oh. Room Raiders? Oh, my. Don't... And then, um, what's that show? With Parental Control. Yes. Yeah. Those ones were so good. Oh, you know what the best one was to me? What? Silent Library. That they no, that show they can bring back. They can bring that show back. Immediately. Because it was so funny. They like they inadvertently created ASMR. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Oh, she's shaking the table. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. It was so good. So, so, so good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, bring those back. Bring No, bring Simon Library back only. Yeah, we don't need another revival of, like, Ray J Finds Love, whatever the show is called, or Flavor of Love. We don't need none of that. Um, yeah, and now we're down to our last pick. My last pick. What is your last pick, Miss Whitney? I thought long and hard about it. Mm. I just changed mine. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I put MSN Messenger. You had to be there. Wow. If MSN. you weren't there, MSN Messenger, if you weren't there in elementary school, putting all of the fancy fonts in your, like, a username oh. thing, and then signing in and out so people could see that you're online with your fancy username, or, like, if you had a crush, you would sign it in and out so they could see that you were yeah. online because it would go straight up the side of the screen. Oh, my gosh. I have a story about this. It's really short. Should I tell it? Yes. <laughs> so, my dad had his MSN messenger. He would always have it on. And I didn't know that this first was, like... Mistake. Yeah, first mistake. And I'm a kid. I'm always on the computer anyway. So, I opened up his MSN messenger pretending to be him and I start messaging all the people that are on his contact list and I should have been I was saying some wild shit to people and I won't even go into it (laughs) (laughs) and then I thought you know what 
you know what made me stop? Because I was talking to his friend and his friend said, I'm going to call your house to see if you're there. Because I guess he was clocking that it wasn't my dad. <laughs> yeah. And I, I typed in like, no, in the <laughs> chat and I sent it. And then he called the house and my mom picked up whatever. And I stopped using the, his messenger after that until my dad a couple of days was like, have you been using my messenger? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, please don't do that again. Because I was sending some wild shit on his, his profile. But yeah, AOL was my thing. MSN, I think, was, you're two years older than me, right? Three, yeah. Three, yeah. You're ahead of me with that. I was on AOL. Y'all were probably on. <laughs> yeah. I, said messenger. A- I think AOL was more of like an American thing. Yeah. People over here weren't really into it. Mm. Is it probably because Windows was probably accessible to everybody? More mm. so? I don't if know. If you had a computer? I don't know, man. I don't I mean, know what was tea with AOL, but it just didn't, it didn't click. Mm. I know, like, when MySpace and all that was coming up, AOL was a big thing that I was on, even though I had, like, two friends on it, but I'll be getting my life to AOL. Yeah, I had my MySpace, but I didn't know AOL. Oh, my gosh. What I would do to see your MySpace profile? Girl, you would gag. (laughs) I remember, I don't remember how long it was ago, but in order to get my MySpace shut down, because it was, like, up. Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, y'all need to leave this shit now. Like, chop, chop. I had to prove my identity and everything, but they shut it down. So, shout out MySpace people. I guess. I wonder is MySpace still being used by how no many idea. people? One time. Okay, so my last one was when. I believe this was happening during the. When after the Haiti earthquake. There was a lot of um, television and programs for people to call and send money um, to, quote-unquote, help people impacted by the earthquake, which we know mm-hmm. never really happened. But I may be getting either this confused with Haiti or Katrina. You you can correct me if I'm wrong. But when Kanye West said George Bush hates Black people on te- I television. Katrina. Katrina. <laughs> I knew I was getting something mixed up. Katrina. Yes. But it's still the same thing because people, where have people in Louisiana seen that move, that money that was raised? I don't know. But yeah, when Kanye West, before he became a coon, said George Bush hates black people, and the guy who was in, what's his, he's in those, um, what, those, ah, the movie with Beyonce and Goldmember, I'm blanking on the name, uh, when he plays a spy, essentially a British spy. Do you remember? No. Oh my gosh, what is this guy's name? Gold member Beyonce was in it. She also played his sidekick spy. The character? Yeah, a character in the movie. Why are we blanking you? Why? It's in, ugh. I'm not going to be able Austin to Austin Powers, it. shit. Austin Powers, yes. When that actor was right next to him and he was face cracked gagging after Kanye West said that and then they cut to Chris Tucker who was also stumbling across his words after that because it was true during natural disasters when it hits a certain demographic of people we can see who gets aid first or where where people actually feel sympathy for and actually will help them rebuild what was lost and Kanye West using his platform 
to call out George Bush, Bush, George Bush, who for some reason white liberals have is thinking is 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 a progressive person when he's also always been anti-black, pro-capitalism, all that. But I digress. George Bush really did hate black people with his response to Katrina, and Kanye was highlighting that was very important and very iconic in my opinion. Yeah. Someone had to say it. Someone had to say it because some people were acting like George Bush was doing a lot when all he did was just fly over Katrina, look at people who were in like despair, didn't have anything, lost everything, and go back to his comfortable home within the White House. So George Bush just hate black um black people. And thank you, Kanye West, for highlighting that at the time. But uh, Kanye, he lost that side of him a long time. <laughs> a long time, as we can see. As we can see, yeah. But I mean, the college dropout, <clears throat> that era. That era was pretty <laughs> iconic, if I do say so myself. Um, but yeah, so that was our top five pop culture moments. Are there some of them that you agree with were very iconic, some of them that you weren't? What are your top five cultural moments? Um, yeah, and is there anything else you wanted to say about this one-year anniversary of this podcast, too, as well, Whitney? Man, the fact that we kept going for one year is just... Right? <laughs> I thought we would have been done after one episode, and that's it. <laughs> I thought I'd been like, nah, this, this ain't sticking. This ain't sticking. But it's been fun. Really fun. And of course, mm. like, we, I wish we would have been more consistent, but you know, life happens. Yeah, Things I mean, happen. you can't control yeah. the, the events that pop up. Exactly. But for those who have still been listening, we appreciate y'all. Um, hopefully, y'all still enjoy what we have to say. <laughs> and yeah, we'll see y'all on the next one. Bye. Bye.